it's 4 p.m august 5th 2020 this is the nigerian story podcast episode 17 tagged about women's riot part 2 my name is ayodoji adebola and hi i'm the hanko of the show happy 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 new month <laughs> wow um you will say today is not the first day of the month but though today is the first day in the month of august that you are listening to me so i need to wish your opinion man. i it is my prayer this month that good news will be coming in right left front back and center amen last week we started a new series on um about women's riot and we did the introduction uh i stopped at where okubo was attacked was arrested and was sentenced to two years imprisonment and uh, i could recall i said women in the neighboring town started tripping him in support of one yorua who became a figure of womanhood that stood against opposition ladies and gentlemen if you are yet to listen to episode 16 please go and listen to it so that you can understand where we are coming from and where we are going to thank you so today we are going to continue our story on the Aba women's riot of 1929 stay tuned i'll be right back During the second week of December, you know, I said everything started in November. The movement spread from the Igbo division of Oweri and Haba to the Ibibio people of Calabar. However, the white man in charge had ordered that the censor should be conducted in the area. But this was zealously enacted in only one district by a cadet in the administrative service. In some villages, the people ran into the bush at his approach taking their small stock and chickens with them one here however two, he counted three, the houses four, because he knew that five. it's only one house to each woman and he also noticed the pegs for the goats and sheep around <laughs> so in the neighboring district the chiefs protested vigorously against those house to house visitation though they professed themselves ready to parade all men of each village in the central square. Another cadet in Opopo district met with determined opposition from the chiefs as well as from the people who were already in touch with the women at Oweri. The women followed him about wailing and cursing him and most significantly, the women laced magic on the road and tied it across the road and across their doorpost so that whenever he comes he may be victim of the charm why on one occasion he was confronted and it was pointed out to him that he was actually standing on a grave where a white man like him was buried he was assaulted and his tax register taken from him at the neighboring center of Wukam, a white man and two of his colleagues were powerless because the women were accomplished by men who went to the native court, destroyed it and cut the telegraph 
wires at Otu Item Epo approached crowds of women dressed in sackcloth. Their faces was painted with charcoal, holding a young palm in their hands, while their heads were bound with young fan. It was interesting to know that no European understood the exact significance of the symbols. However, all the women believed that it meant war. The women burnt the native court and looted the factory, the European store, and the clerk's house. They declared that the district officer was born of a woman and that as they were women, there is nothing he can do for them and they are going to see him. As they approached his house, police and troops were sent to barricade the road. But the women insisted on going, so they charged against the police and the police fired at them. Killing 18 women, while 19 others were injured. The following day, a more serious collision occurred at Okobo. Most of women passed, singing and shouting about the town. What, what is, is smelling? smelling? Death, Death is, is smelling. What is smelling? Death is smelling. They beat upon the high-end trading stores with their sticks and threatened the traders. However, in order to calm the fears, the district officer agreed to meet seven of the women leaders at the district office the following day. Palm leaves were sent around to all the neighboring clans, and when the time came, not only seven, but several hundred arrived at the office, armed and dressed only in leon clothes and palm leaves. But this was not the end of the story. Let me bring out one lesson from the story before we go. Presently in Nigeria we demand for a change. But let me tell you, opportunity won't come on a platter of gold for us to change Nigeria. We need to create one. It must be deliberate, be a very, very conscious one. You see, the women were called to a round table not because the colonialists wanted it, but because they demanded for it. So as citizens of Nigeria, if we want something done, we should make demands. And you know, as we have discussed before this episode, there are several ways at which we can make demands on the government. So ladies and gentlemen, activism is one thing that you should not run away from. We have problems in Nigeria and it must be confronted. If not, it won't be solved. Now to our question of the week segment. Tell us five ways with which we can make demands from the government. Send your answers to WhatsApp plus 234-81338-71480. Special thanks to my crew, Chineku Metu, Aluo Jamaica, Head of Graphics, and Teams Global Concept, our giveaway sponsor. Thank you for listening. Please send your comments to Ayo on WhatsApp 0813. 387-1480. Share and listen to previous episodes on anchor.fm slash the Nigerian Story Podcast. For sponsorship, contact us at revivenigeriamission at gmail.com. Please join us next week as we'll be telling another interesting story. Shout out to all members of Revive Nigeria Mission. We love you.